After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Adrian Main, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello. Mr. Brian, Disney Plus star, Rushwood. Yo, who did, did we send out a memo that it's hat day? I think we just all oh, wear hats now. Oh, I think yeah. all of us we're are just hat men. We were the hat man. And, and, uh, and, and Mr. Looks like a hat with a mullet right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Disney Plus producer, Bryce Castillo. The guy at the store said I was the only one who could pull this look off. <laughs> You are. I mean, listen, I love your eastbound and down cosplay. It's great. It's, and uh, That's the second time I've heard that, uh, that 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 reference uh, because we were hanging out uh, at the blackjack table with uh, Jacob from uh, Ice Cream mm-hmm. Social who has, has the same look. <laughs> yes, he had the hat on and, and the hair down. Oh, we got the audio engineer look. <laughs> uh, uh, Andrew, uh, I believe we, we got an email. We have an email. Well, let me read this email. Yes. Or would you like this to This is from... Dear citizens, oh, it yeah. is me, the president. I am right. terrified of ghosts and vampires. <laughs> we'll investigate Area 51 immediately. Stop. <laughs> Sir, this is not a telegram. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Why did I put that in the telegram? Stop. So we Bryce, got, go for it. So we got an email from uh, David Potts, who's written in many times before David writes. Hello, After Things. Long time e- emailer here. I've written in every year or so going back to 2017. Wow. Yipes. When I first asked for tips about growing my YouTube channel where I make guitar lessons. If, uh, oh, oh, yeah, I, I do, remember I this. Do remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think we we talked about like selling tablature and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He had a Patreon. We talked about getting a marketing list. Uh, uh, five years later, I'm happy to report back that I quit <laughs> my full-time job. Oh, hey! Hey! I've put in my notice, and April 1st will be my last day. I'm finally taking the leap to being a full-time solo creator, still working on the same guitar project, and I couldn't be more excited. Wow! That's fantastic. Uh, So, he's got a question. Yeah. Yeah. My question, any final pieces of advice for someone making the leap to full-time? I feel like I've dotted all the usual I's, like health insurance, six months of savings, LLC, but I'm curious if there are any specific pieces of wisdom for someone in my shoes who is about to take this leap for the first time. For example... I should grow my monthly revenue to X before the end of the year, or uh, uh, am I okay trusting my future self to figure this out? Uh, should I take this five years of momentum and and go with it? Do I should I trust that direction? Is there specific battle plans drawn up that is better, and I should stick with that? Thanks for the advice over the years. Hoping to see y'all at the Founders Picnic in April. David Potts, thank you, David. Um, I go ahead, Andrew. I I would start with uh, uh two things here on, on the financial side um six months of savings sounds like that's a good buffer but you know and and i see this sort of like in startup culture where like oh we got six months of funding and it's like cool but you know like that doesn't mean you get to wait till your your month five to try to raise more and yeah. and i'm i'm very much like increase that one try to increase that buffer like try to get to a year 
you know, I even say if you're going to be an independent creative, get to a year or two years. And the reason I say this is you are in a field that we don't know how quickly it could be disrupted. So if YouTube all of a sudden changed its algorithm and how things worked or the attention you get, you might spend a year trying to figure out what the next thing is and also in uncertain economic times. So I would step one, I'd say like, make that buffer bigger just because of how crazy things are going. Uh, second one is maybe you mentioned in here, I don't I remember is, I don't know if you mentioned um, what your like savings for retirement is. And that's sort of kind of, there's your buffer, but there's also what you're trying to put away. And that's a big, big, big thing because we'll say this again. I'll keep repeating it. When you're 20 years old, people don't think you're, you're not 20 anymore, but when you're 20 years old, you think about like, okay, I'll start someday. What matters more, what really, and this is an economist would argue with me, but I will argue from a human point of view, what matters most is the habit, not the amount. The habit matters. If every month you have the habit of putting away money, $2, $5, $10, whatever, when you start to get more income, you're going to want to, you'll feel inclined to increase that and you're going to find out one day you've saved a lot. If you never develop that habit, the hardest time to develop that habit is when things are at its most dire. Because we talk to people who are like, ah, I'm struggling bills and stuff like that. We should start saving. I can't save right now because of this. Like, it's like saying I can't exercise or lose weight because I'm too sick. It's like, no, like you're, this is the thing to solve it for the next time happening. So this this is general advice. Start that habit, putting money away for retirement, putting money away, thinking, so, but that's great. Overall, just thrilled to see what's going on. So that's my advice. Increase your buffer. Uh, Yeah, the the buffer thing is, man, that is some real talk because uh, I have found that I don't think too good when I am distracted by thinking about money. But when there's a pile of cash, I think very clearly about where trends are going, where opportunities lie, where, um, uh, like for example, you know, to uh, 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 let's say let's say things were financially tighter than than they already are, um, <clears throat> I might question whether or not uh, uh, Justin and I running off to Las Vegas to go do a presser tour where we did four appearances on podcasts, uh, and then also had two creative meetings uh, uh, with prospective stuff. Like this is all expansive opportunities that only were on the menu of possibility because of of that habit of of, of kind of two things. Uh, uh, First of all, for the retirement, I can't speak to that highly enough. if you set aside 10% of every dollars you ever touch for the rest of your life, it is very, 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 very difficult to die poor. Uh, uh, on top of that, you should, um, uh, I, I, I don't care what the current interest or inflations are or whatever, um, you think smarter when you open your bank account and there's a pile of cash there. Uh, 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 now, knowing those are tactical things, not, not maximizing your strategy, uh, congratulations. You no longer work a job you hate where you have to scrimp and save and think about how am I going to exit this all day, every day while phoning in your day job. You now work for you. And so as a result, you need to make sure the U engine is at maximum capacity and having cash on hand for opportunities that will surprise you will help out tremendously. Having peace of mind of knowing that 
it's almost impossible for you to die poor uh, is is also going to help out tremendously. Um, now, uh, and uh, the third thing I'll add to that is think of your attention as a portfolio. Uh, when it comes to an investment portfolio, uh, oftentimes they'll say like um, uh, 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 domestic high risk, domestic low risk, you know, blue chips, uh, international and um, uh, uh, I don't know, bonds or whatever. Uh, uh, and then every every few years kind of rebalance that. Uh, even as you do the primary thing that you do, figure out excuses to try closely related uh, peripheral things. Because, f for example, uh, a live event, a live workshop, a, a, a you know a live get together or whatever, um, a book. I, I I don't know. I can't remember all of the things that you're doing, but but but. Try stuff that is speculative because, again, uh, we, we just talked about like it was highly speculative to uh, like, well, what if what if the scam school guy just was in a garage teaching magic to his daughter? Uh, turns out pretty good deal. We're, we're on Disney Plus now. Uh, never in a million years would have thought of that. But but uh, do those speculative things and make that part of your overall strategy. You should always be doing the primary thing that, you know, works but you should all also have some percentage of your time dedicated to crazy projects that may or may not pay off. The only thing I would add to that <clears throat> uh, great advice uh, uh, is especially as you're transitioning out from being an employee of somebody else as well as uh, uh, your own creator, uh, do your best to establish habits and schedule for yourself um it is very easy to go from a structured environment to an environment that you dictate and get lost in the morass of freedom uh of the more that you are sleeping at the same time eating at the same time working at the same time uh, uh the more you are going to benefit yourself and i think initially when you transition out of uh, of working a nine to five, the, the, the excitement is that it's spring break every day and you can do whatever you want. You can say it whenever you want and you can, and some people work really, really well like that. What I've found, especially if you are trying to churn out regular content is that the, the problems that we've had in the past at nine to five jobs is not the schedule, even nine to five, right? It is that you don't like the work. If you like the work, Make, carving the time and the energy out for it is extraordinarily helpful. At least I have found it to be extraordinarily helpful. And it has only kind of led to more healthy decisions for my life to be able to say, I'm going to get to sleep at this amount of time. I'm going to get to sleep at this time. I'm going to wake up at this time. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z as soon as I wake up. And then I'm going to carve out X amount of time where I am recording, where I'm interviewing, where I need to be you know, in, in various different places. But I would say that took me about six months to figure out, uh, uh, leading up to that. It was just like, whatever, like, uh, uh, because you, you can fly the spaceship wherever you want now. And, and it's really cool. But ultimately I would say that that would be my advice. As far as a plan, you mentioned the question of like, what should be thinking about as far as growth growth is absolutely great. Like yeah, really get analytical, like really, the thing that I've I found is that successful companies and enterprises 
try to be extremely self-aware and they, they don't just go, Hey, we got 10 new people this month. Cool. They try to track it down, ask people. And sometimes you get send out surveys, but you could even, you could even go as far as like, Hey, I'm going to, I want to talk to 10 of these people on Google meet and find out a bit more about who they are, why they are, why they're subscribing to me, why they're supporters, why they're fans, because that'll help you find new ones. And you might find some new insight or something. It might be like, Oh yeah, no, I just found you on YouTube. Or it might be like, Oh, a friend recommended me to you. And you're like, okay, how do I make that easier? How do I make it really easier for somebody to recommend me to somebody else or spot that? Cause it's, it's amazing. Sometimes like I had an example of, I'm going to be vague, but I was working someplace and they're like, we need to reach these kind of people. And we'd spoken to one of the people's higher up and they're like, uh, yeah, offhand, I don't know anybody. And I'm like, yeah, but they're really good friends with so-and-so who knows a thousand of them. And they're like, oh yeah, right. And went back, like, could you ask them to ask? And the next thing you know, problem solved. Because that was the sort of thing as we sometimes think of like, oh, how would I solve the problem? How would somebody else solve the problem? So when you look at like your customers and like, okay, how do I empower my customers to find me more customers? And you talk to them and they may not have the answer directly, but they might tell you a thing. You go, aha, you know, why, why did you, why did you decide? Oh, my friend sent me a video of a song they played and I was so impressed. I wanted to learn. And so that might be like, oh, so maybe I need to have asked, have a competition where they're all making songs based on what I taught them. And then I support and they ask their friends to go vote for it and by proxy, see about what I have. Anyhow. Yeah. Think about growth. Think about also like ask yourself, what if the way I'm doing things ends tomorrow? What if this does not work? What is my strategy? When when I was spending my time getting into TV and you know I'd spent a considerable amount of effort on my pilot for my A and E show, you know you're at the point you don't know if this is going to go. And also like you know like in my case, it's only going to be one season. Like that might be it. It had to be like, what's the next? What do I do next? What do I do? While that's on, it's cool, make money, and I get these opportunities. But if that ends, it probably would. What will I be doing next? And so I think that's the thing to think about here is like, what don't come up with plan B, you know, while you're trying to find your parachute. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, keep, keep asking people for advice and keep, uh, uh, asking around for, for new perspectives and new ideas. Cause yeah, you, you never know when something you had never thought of or too, just you know, two tangent thoughts that you would never put together. You, you never know when you'll find the thing that you know. You you don't know. You, you know, uh, more more eyes is is better than 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 fewer. So um, you know, not to say go and get a million partners and and whatnot, but you know, ask around other people and see the advice that you hear and uh, listen to, especially anything that sounds counterintuitive or something that sounds like bad advice because. You never know what what yeah. they're missing, you know. And I and I had to too. It's like the when you become a student of somebody else's success, it's really important to try to get to the real reality to why there really was a success there. Versus like, and I brought this up. I brought up this example for there's a woman who does a TikTok channel called Miss Excel, and she teaches people how to use TikTok. And if you just read the headline, you know, you hear. Oh, this woman makes half a million dollars or whatever on, you know, on TikTok doing, you know, how to use Excel, which is completely not true. That is not true at all. She uses TikTok to advertise her courses yeah. on Excel and she makes great courses. And the difference is, is she has a product that she sells. And I have, I have a, we have a friend of the family who's a very smart guy, very capable guy, pretty successful guy. 
who is encouraging his granddaughter to become a professional video gamer because he heard they make lots of money. And I'm like, this guy has no grasp of the reality of that, understanding like, yes, your competition is, oh, every other teenager on the planet and the number that actually make money and how they make it. And it was sort of a weird thing. I'm like, but he read a headline. Well, I guess there's money in this. And people are like, oh, I guess there's money in YouTube. And it's like, well, yes and no. And that's the thing. It's, and study that. So like that Miss Excel, like does what this, you know, this, our, our, our friend here does is, you know, actually knows the money's in selling the tutorials, which they're doing. And that's the thing for other people listening. It's like, find out what really the money is. Where is the money really coming from? And it's often people just read the headline and don't get past it because it, turns it into something that's not true. Yeah, I, I, I guess uh, as a, a final uh, word of warning, um, <clears throat> uh, make an honest assessment of how much of your current success is dependent on one platform. And if mm. that number makes you uncomfortable, be, you don't have to freak out, you don't have to overcorrect, but begin a plan to diversify. Because uh, if you get diversified enough, you're 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 unstoppable. Yeah, because because it looks like he's he's primarily making money on the Patreon and then selling notes off his website. He, uh, I believe that's more or less how it works. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 I would say like, but what's his funnel? Uh, his YouTube. YouTube yeah, because he does YouTube yeah. videos about it. Yeah, right. So maybe, um, but, but but so but oh, or, go ahead. Uh, but on on to piggyback on that advice, Brian. Like, I I agree that diversification is important you should be ready to diversify where your platforms are. I also think that there are a lot of times, especially for small outfits, where uh, focusing on, on a platform can be more efficient in the immediate sense and that you can set yourself up for success if something happens. So if that means, yes, you are only putting your stuff on YouTube right now because it's the only YouTube, that's the only video platform. Well, you should at least keep track of the videos that you've made and it, things like the metadata for them so that should you need to, hey, if YouTube turns off one day, great, I've got this spreadsheet here of all of the videos, I've got all my files ready, I can throw them onto YouTube too, or Vimeo or whatever the next thing is. Right. Um, and so even then, it, and so not necessarily diversify and have eight accounts and hit every social media right now, but be ready to move if you need to, because that's, that's where people get stuck with when these platforms fail. It's not that, oh, I have to change. It's that I wasn't ready to. And now you're spending all of this time getting ready to set up and then print, like at least be ready to own, you know, to know what you've got. Because if it goes away, you're going to be like, oh, shoot, I lost all of those descriptions. I lost all of those titles or, or what have you. Right. And that stuff adds up, especially in the content game. The uh, uh, thought just occurred to me that part of that uh, speculative investment um, uh, budget of your time and energy can involve not only, you know, like uh, parallel platforms, you know, like, uh, well, let me let me dabble in TikTok or whatever, but it could be seemingly outrageous stuff like uh, maybe uh, maybe consider uh, reaching out to your local news channel and say, hey, I could teach your weatherman how to play this uh, this song and uh, I could do it in five minutes. It'll look like this. Uh, here's the video. That's the proof of it. 
uh, it'll be a fun segment. And uh, and then, you know, for all you know, it, it, I, maybe it goes nowhere. Uh, at the very least, you get the experience and you learn how a different platform works. Could be the kind of thing where all of a sudden every Thursday, once a month, you're the guy that's going to teach the weatherman how to play a song or whatever. Yeah. And and that, that will have real value if there's ever an earthquake to your 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 current flow. And there are there are people out there looking for those types of, you know, I need to put somebody on our TV station in the afternoon, and it's going to be somebody. Um, so there are people out there who need this kind of content, and I feel like a good number of uh, a good amount of the work that like uh, an, an agent or a manager or someone who would be out there to get you get you work for that. That's where they would start is say, I got this thing. Do you need anything? Um, and so don't don't feel, uh, you know, self-conscious about asking. Like there are people looking for this like that. This, that's that's the kind of thing that, yeah, uh, is out there on the subject of like platforms and depending upon them. Um, take a look at the stock symbol for Vimeo over the last five years, Vimeo just had a shakeup last week or whatever, where they've been telling some of their high volume people like, Hey, we need you to pay us now to host your videos and it changed considerably. And so go to the five year. Uh, so we go to the, Ooh, that's oh, uh, trending dear. down quite a lot. That is, uh, it had been about, what do we got about about 57 us dollars in 2021, uh, yeah, down to, down to $12 56. Goodness. And that's so Vimeo is a great platform. I mean, it's smooth, well run. I mean, it's I like using the interface. I think it's easy to embed. I've liked Vimeo. Vimeo has a profit problem. They were one where they're going to be this alternative to YouTube and going through the identity crisis. And some people, artists and stuff, use Vimeo as a portfolio for putting things out there because it was this this more elegant, classy way to do this. And you also have more control, and you can literally see every single time uh somebody views the thing like like you yeah. you can yep. uh, when you send out an email to let's say abc with your pilot for whatever you you can real time watch how many people at abc are watching your video and where the traffic's coming from yeah yeah and i i'm not gonna say oh well they should have done this or should have that i have no idea but they're in a dire situation where they're now having to change their structure and stuff about bandwidth, hire people getting more because they're not really ad based, not that much to an extent other than like promoting other stuff within. So you have to change their model. And if you built your platform around Vimeo and the fact that it was so easy to have people watch your videos and now you're being told you got to pay X number of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the big lesson on this Vimeo thing is, is like, just rip the bandaid off. Like, look, I like Vimeo seems like a great service. It seems like it's done a lot of good for people. But if it's not working, if you need to go instead of to consumers, if you need to go to enterprise, if you need to go to business or something, just do it. Because this whole mess of like, we're going to look at the top 1% of users and make them pay and we won't tell it. And then, but oh, now, but now you get a two, now it's two terabyte. Like, like, if if it's not if if you can't make it work then then you should then reexamine it. Um, that's that's my take on those Vimeo things. I mean, like I mean, they should just go enterprise and just shut it down because it sounds like they can't make it work the way it was or with this new policy. I mean, to be honest, uh, I pay money to Vimeo. I do not pay money to YouTube for one reason. Uh, I have a lot of video tutorials that I simply want to password protect. 
I want to be able to sell a, t- a 20 minute tutorial. Mm. And then when you, the thing you buy is a card with a password on it. And uh, uh, YouTube has no way to make that happen. Yeah. Um. yeah. If Vimeo had, because they had people who are paying $200 a, month, a year or whatever plans. And then now that Vimeo is going after them for bandwidth, they're like being told like, oh, it'll be $8,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so and for low, tra- low traffic stuff too, you know, like part of part of Vimeo's whole thing is that they have a higher data bit rate. They look, the, the videos look better, but you're being charged for the bandwidth now. So they're going to, they're going to get you going both ways. Yeah. That's you have crazy. people who are like posting like Patreon content on there and, and other stuff. And that's been, it's a kerfuffle. It's, it's, it's and it's, you know, that, a thing that can't go on forever won't. And I think, and I get, you know, the, in Vimeo, like we want to focus, we, we're B2B, not into YouTube or whatever. Like, cool. Can I tell you guys how you advertise yourself the last several yeah, years? Right. Cause it was kind of, yeah. It's like, yeah, you are, you are B2B with people that got on your platform because they needed this, like exactly the use cases that Brian was, was, was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So rough situation. And that's just a tale, like the point of like platforms, things like this, your content you create too, like, uh, don't make YouTube the only place that you have those videos too. download that stuff, have that stuff elsewhere. And YouTube is a pretty steady platform. I wouldn't worry too much, but if you have an entire library of content that makes you money, if the only place that exists is on YouTube, you're beholden to a number of things that maybe you shouldn't be. Yeah. And, you know, you know, if, if you're like me and you remember when like you could just download your videos from YouTube, if they were your own videos that like you, it's gone. You can only do it. it last I checked, you could do it a couple of times a day. I don't even think you could do that. Uh, and even the, you know, and even like, then it's compressed and right. Awful. The, the YouTube debt, da- like we upload our videos in 4k. If you use like a YouTube downloader or something, their 4k is a different codec. So you'd have to download the video and then mix it with the audio. And then like, it's a whole thing. So it, it's not even a place you locally, can store. Safe. Yeah. locally, safe. keep, keep an archive of your master. And I'm sure, uh, I'm, I'm sure David's doing all of this stuff, but anybody listening as well. Here we go. Yeah. yeah, and the upside is it's it's storage is super cheap now, super super cheap, and you can do things too if you're a little technically inclined. Uh, like Amazon has different tiers of storage, and one of the things that some of these video companies do too is that they're not paying for the regular; they'll use another one of these called like Nearline or whatever, which means things that don't get requested very often. Because like you know, sometimes you go to click a video, and it takes like ten seconds for the thing to play. It's because that was in a different storage tier. And then it's making that request like, I got it. Hold on. I'll get it for you. Just wait. We'll be there. And um, so there's just a lot. It's cheap now. When we started, when we all started doing video, the idea of storing like hundreds of hours of HD video online would yeah. be like crazy talk. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I Child will say, play. I mean, I, uh, uh, yeah, it does look like. Um, the way that David's website is set up, he does have Patreon, but Patreon has a thing where you can have people authenticate with Patreon. I, I believe that's what what David's got. So he's got the system, the Patreon system where people can put in money, but he's also got his website where he keeps the data and the content, which is very smart and is is technically involved, but it's a, it's a very smart idea because if Patreon goes kaput, I'm sure he can either roll his own thing or hook into another service and yeah. that's 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 the that's 
the preparation that we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, always download your mailing list yes. from from Patreon. Just yeah. keep a keep a rolling download. Of yeah. We did well, it. Gentlemen. We solved it. Any any picks? Uh, 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 my pick is Cord Killers, which is coming up in three hours, and I have a lot of stuff to prepare for. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my pick is March Madness Basketball. Gambling. Man, we were gambling a lot. It was a good time. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll double down on both of those. Cordkillers.com and the NCAA March Madness. There we go. <laughs> I pick The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. It is a old, 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 dusty old book, but it is the foundations of investing and the idea of investing in the value of a company and not on where Mr. Market is going. So, hmm. Right on. Oh, that's good. There you go. That's an actual good pick. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gone first. Yeah. <laughs> it's been after. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>